1: All right, Big East fans, welcome to the fourth edition of the offseason. We are lucky enough to be joined by first team, all Big East, with a second weekend in the tournament under his belt, a runner-up in the Big East tournament, Mr. Sule Boom. How are you today, sir, from California?
0: Man, from California, to Bay Area, man, I'm good. Oh, it's good Thank to you see
1: up. you,
2: and uh, listeners, you can't see him, but check out. We'll post a
0: video. You gotta see the hat he's wearing, guys. I love that. No, you, you gotta Madness. check this out. Mars Madness, baby. My teammates, they already know the 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 the, the words for Mars Madness, baby. There you go. <laughs> so Sule, last time we t- talked to you, you
1: were getting ready to go to the garden. You know, yeah. you were you were hyped to go, and you guys made quite the run. You know, we got to start from the beginning there, and it doesn't start off as uh, you guys would expect. That DePaul blitzes you out of the gate. Is that, you know, I know you've played in the postseason and Conference USA, but, you know, what is that feeling when you guys go down big You know, to the beginning to kind of a lesser team, let's be honest?
0: Man, it was, it was, we knew that game wasn't going to be easy, man. DePaul, when we was on that 11-game win streak, DePaul, DePaul snapped it. They they beat us there um, at, the, at their place, and we was like number eight at that time. So, we knew that game wasn't going to be easy. They just beat Seton Hall. They were playing re- very well, and it's postseason. And no game's going to be easy in the postseason. I mean, we seen that throughout throughout March. So, I mean, we just kept we just kept chipping away, kept fighting, and we just we found our found our ways back in the game. So, I'm just glad we didn't go out the first night because I would have been devastated.
2: Sula, can you think back? I know we're we're asking you to think back pretty far. When you think mm-hmm. back what the locker room was like at halftime there? What was Sean Miller saying? What were you guys <laughs> leaders saying?
0: Man, Sean Sha- <laughs> was Sean was on Sean was on us big time, man. Sean was on us big time. Like he he was pretty much on the whole team. Everybody, was like, come on, man. We didn't come all the way. We're not trying to go home the first night. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, let's go. Let's pick it up. Let's pick it up. And we just responded and we just kept we just kept playing. I don't even remember how much that was up on us, but I know they were up on us double digits. So, man, that 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 would have been tough. if We went home, but we just we just kept playing, working the game, and um, he pushed us. We pushed each other. We stay composed, and, and I'm just glad. Uh, I'm just glad we got got that first one.
1: Yeah. Do you think it settled you down because you guys the next night absolutely blitz Creighton, yeah. smacked them around a little bit. Did you guys feel more comfortable after you got that first one under your belt? Kind of the jitters went away.
0: I feel like we just yeah, I feel like we settled in more. I mean, we was playing at the garden as a lot. Would, that, I mean, that was my first time. They they played there previously the year before. Um but I feel like we were just much more relaxed, composed, and we just settled in, we're more comfortable and we just we went out there and just played more freely and that and and that's what the pressure was off of us off of us because it was it was after the second game. A lot of people didn't expect us to win and perform how we did, and we just we just went out there and just played and just hooped for real. And obviously that led to a big victory.
2: So uh, we were in the garden for that first night against DePaul. Um, so I could speak to the fans there. What did it mean to have such a large Xavier contingent? I mean, you just woke them up when you made that second half comeback. And that was, I was there the whole day. That was the loudest. I heard it all day.
0: Yeah. No, nah, the, the our fans very traveled a lot this year. They traveled, they traveled a lot this year, especially in March. And, it was just great to have them on our side. Um, I know we had them scared for a lot of moments during during March. So when we was making our runs and all the big games we had in March, you definitely felt the crowd ignite us and stuff, and just hear them through the arena and the gyms. It was it was amazing. It was fun. Now, it's too Sule, you guys, I don't want to harp on this, and you know we're trying to get out of the Big East tournament
1: a little. I got to imagine you are one of the better I'm not even trying to hype you up one of the better shot makers I've seen. How frustrating was that Marquette game?
0: Man, it was man, it was just it was tough, man. Actually when when we, when we first got to New York like like I got I got sick out there. I got I got very very sick. I wasn't even it was hard for me. I don't know if you if you, you can go back and watch the uh the 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 media after the after the second game like I was coughing I was sneezing I was I was bad like I was bad I was I was even fighting through the first game like you know what I'm saying and it, it was it was very tough for me and I just felt like it was that third night we got we played that second game that late game we didn't get back to like two in the morning um so it, it was tough man we had a quick turnaround it was it, it was just tough man like it, it was tough it was just I just felt like drained exhausted I just I just couldn't I just I, I had no more in the tank, man. And obviously, everybody knows our situation and our team circumstances and stuff. I'm not making no excuses or nothing. Tip your hat off to Marquette. They was they was the better team. They was a better, more physical, deeper team. They 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 were on point with their scout report, everything. But not even just me. It was it was all of us. You know what I'm saying? We were. It was all. We had a short, very very, very short bench. You know, but um, you know, everything is experience. You live and you learn. I'm. I'm looking back at it, I'm grateful that we even made it there because we could have been going the first night, you know what I'm saying? So just for us to even get to that point, and Xavier hadn't been to a championship game, and I don't – to the Big East championship game, and I don't know how long. So just to put Xavier back in, in the right trend and duration was just 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 good for me, so.
2: So like, can you briefly speak on, like, stylistically, what makes Marquette such a tough matchup for – every team right they won the biggest regular season championship they won the Big East tournament championship you mm. know what made them so tough to uh slow down
0: I feel like they just they how they how they, how they how they play defense they they're um they play in the lanes they like to deny um they like to force you to go one-on-one they physical yeah. uh, and that in in this game too they really picked they really picked us up full court like during those during those games and uh and in March, when like Texas did that to us, Marquette did that to us. That really like slowed our pace down, and that's where we are good. We we thrive when we, when we pushing and getting out in transition and, and pushing the ball. And they really they really took that away, you know. Denying denying catches full court. I couldn't even. It was hard for me to even just bring the ball up, get the ball inbound. So um, they did that. They were they were a deep team. They're they were very hard to guard. Their offense was top top five, top ten all year. You know, it's very unpredictable, unpredictable and. They're just a good team. They got good players. So uh, Cam Jones, all of all of them. They they just have a have a have a great team all around. And um uh, it's a reason it's a reason why they won.
2: And who did they have on you in that game? Was it Stevie Mitchell that they gave they put yeah, on Stevie, you? Stevie,
0: Stevie, Stevie, man, all of them was guarding me, man. Sure. Stevie Mitchell, all the whole team was guarding me. <laughs> Stevie yeah. was guarding me, all of them. But uh I remember I remember when we played the second time. We, we beat him the first time. We beat him the first time. We should have beaten them the second time. It was my fault. I had some bonehead plays at the end. Well, we had them beat that game, too. And I know they just came so locked in, so prepared, so ready for this for that game, too. So they they, they was not going to let me go off because I was going off on them the second game.
2: <laughs> Man, if
0: I would watch that. You t-
2: two teams play each other 100 times out of 100 times. You know what I mean? <laughs> just two great teams
1: going at it. And all three rounds are a ton of fun for the viewer. Man. So that you, so you, there's little doubt that you guys are going dancing at this point. You, you know, you're sitting in that room. Are you guys locked into a? We want this seed. We want this region. We want this matchup. Are you just taking it all in? You're, you know, this is your first March Madness that you're experiencing too. You know, what is the mood in that room? I know I have see the watch parties. that look like a lot of fun. Um, do you care who you're playing? Or are you just happy and you're going to go out and beat whoever you're playing?
0: Yeah, we we were just you. You talking about uh, selection Sunday? Yeah, Selection Sunday, sorry. Uh yeah, Selection Sunday, I mean, it was just a very exciting day, man, for a lot of us because it was most mostly everybody on the team. It was our first time going to Mars Madness. So we were just all excited, thrilled, and every it just it was just a testament to everything that we did throughout the whole year, you know. Just playing the tough schedule that we had in a non-conference, beating the teams that we did beat and just you know, for us to get a three seed, that just shows you how how good a great of a season that we had, you know. Um at my first year there, coach first year back, and um we were just very, very excited. And uh we didn't really we didn't really care who we played, we was just happy when our name was called and to find out where we were going, we were all just anxious, anxious and excited.
2: So when you heard the name Kennesaw State, did you know anything about them off the bat? Did you know any of the
1: players or I didn't know nothing about them? I didn't know nothing about them at all. I, know, okay. I think, think a lot of viewers were in the same boat as you. Today. I have no idea where Kennesaw State is to this day. Like, I couldn't point to it on a map. I couldn't point to it anywhere. So, you're not alone. Um. So, then I guess, you know, you're having all this fun for the Big East. How long did it take when you get to, you know, March Madness and then you guys go down? How long did it take for some of that fun to fade away? You know, you guys were heavily favored and that first half was you – know, that was – pretty tough on you know to watch
0: man they Kennesaw State was a very tough team they were very good their point guard was tough he was so small so little you couldn't even he was at everybody's knees just getting downhill and they 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 were world coast. they had good players and they almost got us man they almost got us so again that would have been like the DePaul DePaul all over again like you know what I'm saying we were coming in the pressure all the pressure was on us because you know what I'm saying we were everybody Expecting us to win, blow them out and all that. But we knew that game was not gonna be easy. Coach was telling us the game is not no games in March is easy. It don't matter who we play, where we play at is March manager We on a neutral court, anybody can anybody can win. I mean, we've seen that with Purdue and Princeton and all, all those all those teams. So we 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 personally we didn't want to go out like that, but we knew it wasn't gonna be easy. But they came out there playing loose and halftime again, Coach – got honest, because <laughs> I can't even repeat all the stuff he was saying for real, but uh, he was getting in everybody's face, and like, come on, man, like, y'all got to go play, like, we not going, we not, we not going home in the first round, so, man, we just timed up, that video of me and AK went viral, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that was, I feel like that was just hyped up for no reason, I mean, we was just, we was just we was just in a moment, you know what I'm saying. When you in a moment, just stuff like that happens, you know. And after if if anybody realized after that, we 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 went on a run and we came back and we, and we put ourselves in position to win the game. So
2: I'm yeah. gonna ask you. Can tell me you don't want to answer, but what was the original like argument about?
0: It was it was just a miscommunication of transition defense assignment. He thought I. Was, he thought he was supposed to stop the ball. I. Was, i was usually the one stop the ball. He was saying I get back, and it was just something little, something so something something little. But it was little details that affect winning. You know what I'm saying? So I was just trying to tell him what his assignment was, and he was trying to tell me, no, 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 you do this, then that, and it was just something little. And then we, and then we we just had our little moment. We hashed it out, and we was we right right back in the game. You know what I'm saying? Now for all the people trying to win, I was trying to win the game by any means necessary, and I was not like I was not trying to go out at all. So,
2: hey, um, now for all the people that think that you and AK hate each other, you want to say something (laughs) to them? Get it on the record now,
0: man. You can let them think what they think,
1: man. They tripping. (laughs) There you go. So there you go. AK and Sule are still exchanging Christmas cards. Confirmed. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah that's my boy man he he in, LA, he in LA right now living his best life right now good for him um
1: so you you know you're a big part of that game you know you, you scored 17 points you know you beat Kennesaw State is this again like the you just said like the DePaul game you go to Pittsburgh are you because it it's weird if you followed the exact same path in the Big East tournament where you had a scare against a team that was lower seed yeah. and then you blow out another that you know a team that's you know, Pittsburgh was considered really well. They played really well in that first game. Like, did you guys calm back down again? Because that second game, that was what I saw from Xavier basketball year, the
0: way that everything was moving. Yeah, we just I feel like second game again, I feel like we were just more relaxed, more composed, and we just we we were so locked in and we we didn't we didn't want to put on a performance like we did in the first game. So I feel like it was just another time where we came in, took a deep breath, and just came and did and did our thing. AK bank five threes, She set the tone. We was just all hoping, doing our thing, uh, and yeah, we just we we just were settling and composing, and we just handled business that day. Absolutely. So, you if you
1: had to pick one person in the world to hit a three for your life, dependent on it, would you pick Adam Kunkel and why? Because <laughs> and that guy, I that Pittsburgh game, he didn't come close to missing. I don't think he hit the rim the entire game. That was one <laughs> of the sweetest stroke, you know, fire game I've seen.
0: Nah, he was he was locked in and dialed in on point, man. He was on fire. He was five for five. He was on one. And we we just kept feeding him. We just kept feeding him because he was he was knocking him down. And I kept looking for him, Coach saying, look for him. Everybody was trying to get him get him the ball so he could so he could knock him down. And um I was just happy that, that was going in like that. It, that game, that game was much more easier to play in. <laughs> Was Is it, that
2: the best offensive performance from Xavier all year? You think that was like – I mean, you guys were just humming, huh?
0: Yeah. I mean, we – that was definitely one of I, – I don't remember how many points we scored that game. We had 84, 84 that game. 84. Uh, I can't even say that's the most one because we didn't score the 100 a couple of times or close to 90s. I mean, we were an offensive team, to be honest. If you just look at our roster, our team was just – we were just a juggernaut on offense. I mean – everybody can talk about our defense all they want, but our offense, our offense, that's what, that's what we were really known for. Uh, so I feel like we had a, a lot of good, great performances like that all year. I feel like that was just a big, a big moment because we did it in March Madness. So everybody, everybody really, really, really got to see it. Yeah, Doing it on that
1: platform was like,
0: its different. better take
1: notice, you know,
0: yeah, it's different.
1: And then we don't have to do it much. You already touched on Texas a lot. Uh, that must have been a tough feeling too, knowing because I mean you're out of eligibility at this point. Yeah. You know what was it like? You know that older team coming together at the end, kind of knowing that was the last time you were taking the court together.
0: Man, it was that Texas game. That was that was a tough game. Bro. They Texas was a really good team. I mean, we we came in, we knew it was going to be a difficult game for us. But man, they came out, they punched in, they punched us in the mouth. You just got to give credit to them. They were another physical, physical, very physical team. Like like I said, they played us very similar to Marquette. They didn't let us. They didn't really let us get no head of steam coming down the court on in transition. Um, they denied a lot. They pressured. That's the thing. I feel like we kind of struggled with that when teams pressured us. We, I feel like we didn't we didn't handle that well a lot of the times. I feel like we didn't we didn't really, we didn't really learn from that. But um, it, it was tough, man. Playing against my old coach, I feel like that was, that was a tough draw, man. Playing against my old coach because I know. He coached me for 3 years. So <laughs> I know he had those dudes ready, had those dudes ready for me. So, but man, it was it was a fun experience, man. I w- I wouldn't change nothing for it. We made it to the Sweet 16 and um it, it was it was a good ride, man. Just your know, tip, tip your hat off to Texas and and they, and they they were the better team that day for sure.
2: I mean. And uh let's talk about some of the other big East stuff going on in March yeah. Madness we touched on this earlier. You beat them twice in two matchups. They go on to win a national championship. What do you think about the UConn run?
0: Man, they were just – I feel like that was the UConn in the preseason. I feel like in preseason, the UConn – outside of the Big East, they was probably, like, the best team in the country, like, hands down. But that just shows you how how tough the Big East was. I mean, any given night, anybody can win or lose. The fact that we beat them – the fact that we beat them two times, like – just just showed you just shows you how good of a team that we were, and just just as a collective how good the Big East was. But you know, at first I was a little salty that UConn made it that far. But at the end of the day, I, I was happy for him. I was happy for UConn, happy for the Big East. You know, uh, I'm glad that somebody from the Big East won because that just shows even more how 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 good the Big East conference was this year. So, I mean, credit to them, man. They were they were locked in. They got hot at the right time. You know, they got hot at the right time. And sometimes you, that's sometimes that's what it takes, you know. You know what I'm saying? It's it's one game. It's not no seven game series like the NBA. So it's just it's just it's just one game at a time. And 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 they made it happen. You know, a lot so of people like,
2: look back at that second half. You guys played against them at Gamble up here in stores, yep. and say that was kind of the turning point in the UConn season. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about that I mean you you lived it you were right there when that that kind of changed did you see something change with them
0: I don't I don't know I don't know I just know I know they took a lot of bumps and bruises during during the middle of the season and um I feel like every every team goes through that um and I feel like when they hit theirs at a like at a good time and right right before right before when they needed to get hot at the right time but um Man, that game was a tough game because we was blowing – we was then there blowing them out, and then they made a little run back, but we still had on the win. And um those those tough losses, they 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 get you better, you know what I'm saying? At times you you'd be like, damn, like you lost, but you need to you need to go through those experiences to to help you grow and make you make you make your team better. So and if you play them a third time, what happens? Oh, we're gonna win. I'm gonna say <laughs> we we're gonna win. <laughs> We were the with we, the team that gave them their first loss too. So
2: that's right. And that was another great game at us.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we was gonna win. I can't give it to y'all, Y'all got the champ. Y'all got the national championship. I can't give y'all that one. So.
1: Absolutely. So Sule season ends. You are coming out? I don't want to ask something so broad to say like what's next for Sule Boom, but mm-hmm. I mean I think it's an interesting process. You know, you're not. You didn't go to the combines. We talked about that a little bit. What it. This is I'm gonna say. What's next for Sule? Boom.
0: <laughs> nah, yeah, no, nah, I'm I'm actually in the draft. Um, uh, my agent is Aaron Goodwin. I'm signed with Goodwin Sports right now. I'm in the draft. I, I just ain't putting nothing out there. Um, uh, me and him had discussed this stuff if we wanted to go to the G League Combine or whatever whatnot, and um, we thought that I I didn't really have to go. I mean, I was I was kind of, I felt some type of way I didn't get invited to the to the, to the NBA combine. Cause I feel like I proved myself a lot. I feel like I did a lot of things this year where I should have been invited to that. So, um, but it's all right. You know, it, it is what it is, but um, I got workouts coming up and all that stuff, but yeah, I'm definitely in the drive. You definitely going to see me in summer league this year. So, I mean, that's, that's a hundred percent going to happen. So I've been working every day with, with my trainer every day, just, just getting it in back home. Um, So yeah. So I got workouts coming, coming, coming up within the next week or so. And I'm just, just going from there. So. Listen,
2: if we all agree the Big East was the best conference this year, this man yeah. here was one of the six best players in the best conference. So the idea that there's no place for him in the NBA combine, get the heck out of it. I, I'm sorry. I'm not trying that's to be biased, saying, but like, yeah. you're crazy.
0: <laughs> man, that's what I'm saying. But you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's how my role always been for me. So, stuff like that, you know, it hurt in the moment, but it's just, like I said, it's more fuel to the fire, man. So, I just got to just keep it at that. And I'm just, I know, I'm, I know what I'm capable, capable of. So, it don't, it don't, it don't really matter. The fact that people, people say I couldn't even play in the Big East. So, people really gonna, really gonna say that I don't no, have no chance in the league. So, that's just another thing. So, I'm just gonna keep it at that and just keep, keep chipping away, you know? And let's be honest, Sule. From our first interview, you like that chip on
1: your shoulder. You thrive with that chip it, on your shoulder. Exactly. So, That's, at the end of the day, the work, the work will always show. I don't want to change gears at all. You know, we're going to talk a little bit more, but I want, I want you to describe this player in one word because he's going. It's your teammate. He's uh, looks like he's going to be a first round. Yep. All right, give us a
0: sentence. One word's too little. <laughs> one word. Tell too. What a team's hard. getting yeah. in, Kobe Jones. Man, they getting a. A Swiss Army knife, I say. A do it all guy. He can shoot. He can dribble. He can pass. He can defend. He's physical. He got all the tools for an NBA guy, NBA guy, first round, and man, they're gonna get a guy, a hell of a character, great teammate, great person, and just you know a great player. So I mean, whoever 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 gets Kobe, they 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 they're gonna they're gonna get someone, a very good player, a talented player, and someone who's gonna work hard, put in the work for sure.
2: I want to ask you know I know you're an NBA fan. Um, mm-hmm. Is there an NBA team that you think would be a good uh, match for you that you think you match yeah. your style of play? Any teams that kind of jumped out at you?
0: Man, I'd, any team that give me a chance, man. It's it's thirty it's thirty NBA teams, man. It's thirty NBA teams. You only need one team to one team to say like, okay, let's get this guy opportunity. Whoever 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 decides, and I'm blessed to get opportunity way to go. Go try out for it, go play summer league with training camp invite, whatever, whatever that is. And that's 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 gonna that's that's gonna be my path, man. So I'm just excited for that. Whoever's gonna give me the chance, and I'm I know I'm gonna do my part. And I feel like my game my game fits the NBA style of basketball. I mean, there's a lot of guys that scores and playmakers and can shoot and can pass, and I feel like my game molds into that well. So yeah, I feel like I can play for any team, to be
1: honest. Love that. Sule, so, like, when you get into, you're going to go to these, you know, workouts, you're going to go to an interview. I, you know, you've just talked a little bit about it. What are you telling the team they're getting in
0: Sule, boom? Um, They're going to get a guy with high character, a guy that's a good person, a guy that's going to work hard, a guy that's going to get better. I mean, as you can see in my college career, I got better each and every year. So I know it's stigma saying all oh, that he's too old, but I mean, that's, I mean, I don't, I don't understand that. Cause it's it's people that's way older than me that's in in the league that's still getting better each and every year, and I've shown that throughout my whole college career that I got better with her, which it was with my assists or my field goal percentage or my uh three point percentage, everything. You know what I'm saying? So that's gonna that's gonna be a thing that I'm gonna really share with them, and um just my shooting ability, my scoring ability, my playmaking ability. I don't I don't I'm not a guy that has to have a ball in my hands. I know how to play off people. Obviously, in the league, you're gonna be playing with the best players in the world. So I can catch and shoot. I can, I can play within a role. I can, I can do what the coach say. And um, I'm just, I'm just gonna compete, man. I got heart. I'm going, and man, so much. So yeah. Hey, you, you know who else me?
2: they said was? Uh, too old? <laughs>
0: he said he said he confessed me.
2: <laughs> but you know who else they said was too old it was Jalen Brunson. Oh, look yeah. how that turned out.
0: Look, look! how that turned out, man. That's what I'm saying. In the Big East, man, just in the Big East, they 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 doing it right now in the league. So I don't understand all the production that my team done got done this year. All the production that I was able to do this year, I don't, I don't, I don't see why there ain't no team that wouldn't give me an opportunity. Not just one. You don't need you don't need two, three, five, ten. You just need one. You're gonna do great things, and we
2: can attest to the character uh yep. you've been so good to us and we we really appreciate it yeah thank
0: you man appreciate you
2: all right we did a little mailbag section uh for okay. Xavier fans let them know that we are going to sit down with you we're going to read you some of their questions and get a
1: couple answers for them all right <laughs> yeah Yo. Sula you got like 30 questions on here I mean what people are interested in you know what you're doing and stuff but Brian and I think we picked three each that mm-hmm. we're going to come to you with. We answered some throughout. Sorry to the people. People ask, like, what are you going to do next and stuff like that. But, you know, you've already answered that. So I'm going to go first. Jess, J Stuff 20 asked, favorite game you played at X this past season?
0: Favorite game I played at X this season. I don't know. I guess it's hard for me to pinpoint, pinpoint one out. Give us a couple. Give us – what are you feeling? What I, like I like the UC game. I like that. That was a rivalry game. That was a big game. Yep. That was our first road game of the year, and we went in there a hostile environment. We got it done, even though they they made a big run back. We just stayed composed and got it done. Um, I like the UConn game on the road. I like that game. We we beat, we we got them over there. Uh, I like the I like the Creighton game when we beat them to uh, go to the championship game, and in 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 Madison Square Garden. And uh, what's another game that I really like? One more. Um, I like I like the West Virginia game when we when we won that game too. Man, my
2: first question comes from Nick Hendricks. Mm -hmm. Yes, chances we'll see him suit suit up for at Zip him up TBT this summer.
0: (laughs) Man, Zip him. I've been I've been getting a lot of that questions, but I don't I don't don't know about that. I don't know about this summer. I don't know about that. I'm I'm locked in on this getting ready for this for for this NBA stuff, me going to go work out with teams and summer league and stuff. So I'm I'm locked in on that right now. I mean, if something come down later, later down the line in the future, then maybe, but um I'm I, I feel like I, I got I got I got stuff to take care of right now. I'm locked in on that.
2: Well listen you'll keep getting that question for the next 20 years. So <laughs> maybe it'll change.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna leave that for the Xavier OGs right now. They they're gonna get that done. Yeah. There
1: you go. Selfishly, I'd love to see you, you know, with nunji and Conklin Jones, and <laughs> maybe we do a summer league reunion.
0: Man, summer league reunion. Who knows? I might, I might, I might be on a team with Kobe, or I might play against Kobe. Who knows? It's some, some one of them gonna happen. So we are gonna see. um KJ
1: Mac 111 said favorite or asked favorite opposing Big East arena to play
0: in this year. Oh, it was definitely UConn. Kind of easy, easy. That was the most la- rowdiest crowd. That was the best row atmosphere we played in all year. Easy. That it was a was so loud. It was so loud in there. When they started to come back, that crowd was so loud. It was crazy.
1: Yeah, I've said. I said the first time we did this, I was just so impressed by your guys' composure. I mean, we were at the game, and it was you couldn't hear anything, but you, you know, yeah, Colby's it. smiling, and you're like smile. Like it's like you guys were, you know, embracing, it and you. There's no reason you should have held that lead with the way the crowd was, and you guys just held it
0: the whole entire time. We still held it. I know we. I don't know how much we jumped on them. We was up like seventeen something yeah. like that. And then they brought it within like two, mm-hmm. three something like that, and we could have easily just folded and and let them and let them go on. But they never led. They never. They never led. Yeah.
2: That, was a- that was yeah, that was one of the best games of the year. Um, Greg Ward asks, who do you see as your NBA player comp? or you can throw a few out.
0: Uh I can see guys like um Emmanuel Quickly, um Gabe Vincent, Kimball Walker, guys like that, you know what I'm saying? I can come in, I could I can knock down shots, I can play make I could, like I said, I can play off people. I don't need the ball in my hands. I can easily catch and shoot. That's that's one of the easiest things I can do, man. I feel like this year <laughs> I was this year was the first year I was playing point guard, so a lot of those situations I wasn't in as much, but um Playing up there is going to be so much more space and 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 so much more opportunities to attack and um, just different coverages, drop coverages. I could play and get easy handoff shots. So those are those are like three guys. Quickly, I can I could see myself see myself playing having roles like you know, absolutely.
1: The Kemba uh, comparisons good too. I mean, undersized Big East point guard yep. and you know create. Er- Great shooter. I think you shot better than, from three this year than Kemba ever did. So, and let's um, say clutch, also. Yeah, how many times <laughs> did Sule hit the big shot down the stretch? And you know, Kemba had that too. Yeah, he did have that for sure. All right, this one got upvoted a ton, so I'm gonna give it you might need a second to think about it, but. Your favorite Sean Miller story from this season, and listen, he's not your coach anymore. Let's make that clear beforehand. You can say it all. You can curse on him. We need to hear something Sean Miller related. They want me to give
0: a Sean Miller story. <laughs> I'm, gonna have, I'm gonna have to think about that. It's so many. It's so many story. So many stories. Sean so, Miller, man. He, we gonna have to. We might have to come back to that one. Back yeah, sure. To- Here, let me do
2: my last question, and uh, and then you can. Talk about that, all right? Nick Ireland says, "Was the Sweet Sixteen run all you thought it'd be for a
0: first-time tourney attendee?" Was that all I thought it would be? Yeah, like to be honest, I really me. I'm a big, I'm a big thinker. I'm a, I'm a big dreamer. Like to me, to be honest, I was envisioning us going to final four like I was like you could not tell me like okay y'all wasn't going like if somebody say y'all not going I was like okay whatever I'm I don't care what you're saying like we going all the way like we going to final four I felt like I felt like we had the pieces I felt like we had the talent the coaching staff for it but um we didn't make we made it to the Swedish team to be the last 16 teams playing it's is still a blessing but uh that's not all I thought it would have been I mean I thought Going into that, I thought we could have went further than we did. But uh, we, we we still made it far, man. We still made it far.
1: Sule, before we, uh, you know, get you out of here, Xavier's going into next year. I know you're going to be locked into, you know, what you're doing and stuff. And I know, you know, you talked earlier, we talked about how some of those transfers did play in Conference USA. Well, but I wanted to quickly talk on, you know, Desmond Claude real quick. He kind of learned under you a little bit last year. What do you have to say to Xavier fans who might be thinking – this could be a rebuilding year with a lot of the starting five going out. Is it you know the keys to the car with Desmond Claude? Do you feel confident in that?
0: I mean, I definitely feel confident in that. Des, that's like I said, that was my roommate. I told you that before, and I know he's a he's a workaholic. He gonna work, and I know he's gonna be ready to take a leap this year. Not even just Des, but um, Jerome, Zach, all those guys that's returning and the, the newcomers. I mean, they gonna they gonna be pushed. Coach gonna push them. The coach staff gonna push them. Our strength coach gonna push them, and they gonna have to. They're going to have to um, come in locked in and dialed in and ready to produce. So, I mean, I feel like they have all the capabilities to do so. And I'm expecting Dez to definitely take a jump. And uh, I I, I'm, I'm, I know he's going to be ready for it for sure.
2: You played with a few of the transfers. I know you know some of them. If you could yeah. just throw out one for Xavier fans, that they should be excited to see. Just pick one. Who, who you got?
0: Uh, Man, I could, they got to be excited for all three of them, man. They got to be excited for all three of them. De'Bionne. It's they all CUSA man. So, I mean, I came from C CUSA, so they got they trying they they got to keep it, keep it going, man. Keep keep the tradition going, and I'm expecting them to do good things. Um, Davion, good point guard, electric, fast point guard, get downhill, make plays for his teammates. Um, uh, all those all those guys are they're gonna be good, man. They're gonna be good for us. I'm expecting them to do good things, and it's 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 going to be, it shouldn't be that hard of a transition. There you go. All right. Well, Sule, on a personal level, I just want to
1: say thank you again. You're one of the first people that came on for us. Um, You know, we have loved watching you go from a transfer that, you know, was kind of unknown to one of the best players in the big East to wearing a March madness second weekend hat there. Um, (laughs) It's been an absolute pleasure. So I just have to say thank you, you know, while we're still recording, you know, for showing us so much love and, uh, you know, we, we can't wait to see what's next for you, and we're going to be rooting for you the whole time.
0: Sir, man, thank you, man. I like that shirt too, man. I appreciate you guys, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right,
1: Big East Barman fans, thank you to Sule Boom, and uh, we appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right, we can't say thank you enough to Sule Boom for coming out for the second time on our show. Um, he It's going to be fantastic wherever he goes, so Big East fans keep an eye on him. After really? the
2: last time he came on the show, he went and to the Big East tournament finals and then the Sweet 16.
1: So that's uh, we'll see what he does after this appearance. Yeah, I mean, he've, he said himself he's got some NBA workouts lined up. Um, NBA teams don't just meet with players that they have no interest in, so it looks like at least Sule is going to be ensuring that he goes to the summer league, which is fantastic news for Big East fans, absolutely. Um,
2: so we're not going to do two minutes on every team, because we're into the heart of the offseason now. But we're going to throw out some topics. we got a few things we want to talk about in this episode before we leave you guys. And I think we should start with UConn, Big East, Big 12.
1: Uh, you want to do a quick
2: summary and then tell people your thoughts?
1: Yeah, so UConn's been rumored to be interested in joining the Big 12. That interest has reached a boiling point with the Big 12 commissioner meeting with UConn on their campus. Um, they stressed that the talks were very exploratory, that they're not – you know, imminent with anything going on, but, you know, they are talking. It's at least, you know, real interest. You want me to give my thoughts now? Yeah, go ahead. I don't know. It's such a, like, complicated issue. I think one of the, you know, I don't want to get on my high horse here, but one of the things about growing up is understanding that there is not always a black and white issue, and this is one of those things where you look at, and it's just very gray to me. You know, that was the lamest thing I've ever heard. UConn has every opportunity, you know, to stay in the big East, the best conference in basketball, in my opinion, Um, a conference that's very stable too, right? They're not going to be losing teams for football. They, you know, they're going to be pretty much where they're at um, minus UConn or plus UConn. But I think that UConn would be foolish to leave the conference. And it's not a great look for them to leave after the year that they just had. And after the, you know, some of the, Listen, that, do I think UConn was going to be relevant again in the AAC with Dan Hurley? Yes. They had recruited James Booknight in the AAC. They recruited a cook in the AAC. They were on the right trajectory. But I don't think it's fair to say that the Big East had nothing to do with UConn revival. Where are you at? No, I agree completely. I don't think they should go. And I understand that there's
2: a lot of UConn fans, and they look at the budget, and they look at UConn football, and you know they, they think that this is the best move, but... You just won a national championship in the Big East, um, you know, after really facing a, a moment in your history where you could have become irrelevant. After a, everything Jim Calhoun did to put Storrs, Connecticut on the map, there was a real moment
1: there, about four or five year period where UConn basketball meant almost nothing. Um, but let's let's stop talking about the budget. The se- senator just said it or best you can't budget we're not in debt to anybody 50 million dollar deficit it's like saying your bio chris murphy said it's like saying your biology department's in debt you pay tuition in order to fund the athletic program i i understand that that's like not how all sports operate but you pay tuition and then you get a baseball team out of it just like you pay tuition and then you go to class like there are certain things that tuition goes to you have endowments that cover some of that money I, I think the narrative that UConn is somehow in debt, who are they in debt to? The sta- they're not in debt to the state. Yeah. Not, university finances are not my strong suit, but uh, I did read what the senator
2: said, and I was like, all right, I kind of understand what he's saying there. So um, I don't want to see him go. And you know what else I want to say quickly? I know that coaches like Providence goes down to the Philadelphia area and recruits Philadelphia-area kids and says, well, we'll play in Philly every year at Villanova. Where are they going to go and say, well, we're going to play in Texas, we're going to play in Kansas. Like, we're not going to be anywhere in the area. So you're only recruiting Connecticut kids, and, and then you got to recruit kids from Texas, but now you're recruiting them against Texas schools. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about St. John's? Yeah. So something else we've got to talk about. Rick Petino finishes his roster, and he lands the big fish. Jordan Dingle from Penn, one of the best scorers in the country last year. I think, what, did he rank second in the country in scoring? Yes. Yep. Something ridiculous. And uh, we saw him light it up against Villanova last year. If you're a Big East fan, you may remember in that Big Five matchup, Dingle scored like 23, 24 points against Villanova. He's the real deal. He's the absolute truth. And it's the exact exact guy that... Petino needed to add to this roster. He got a, a lot of nice role players. He kept Joel Soriano home. And then you get
1: that big scoring guard.
2: Now we're talking.
1: Yeah, uh, I've been a Rick Patino doubter. Uh, Jordan Dingo kind of won me over a little bit. Now you're looking at two legitimate guys who can give you 20 points, 25 points a game. And him and Soriano um, with Jenkins there and Aline there um, and some of the other shooters they brought in. I didn't see this Dingo move coming. Um, or a Dingle-type move come in there, he might be the mo- best scorer that goes anywhere from transferring this season. Um, I I don't know why I have it in my head that he's going to be a little like R.J. Cole, um, where he's going to come in and he's going to be, you know, from a lower university and score 20 points a game. Mm. Um, be prepared. He's going to take some lumps immediately. You know, there are going to be you know, d- different type of teams. But, man, if this guy gets going, could be the biggest transfer for the Big East this season.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: I mean, he... He smacks a little bit of Sule
2: Boom, you know, a guard that scored at a ridiculous clip in a lower conference coming up and scoring translates. If you're able to put it in a basket
1: in a empty gym in El Paso, you can put it in the basket in a full gym in New York city. Um, he also added um, the kid from Kansas, the backup. I'm going to butcher his name, so I'm not going to try, um, but you know, he put together a full roster of, you know, some of those players were higher, you know, higher. What am I looking for? Words. Higher power five conference players that didn't play a lot. Right. Uh, and some of those players were lower players that really balled out. And we've seen that be successful, right. On both ways. We've seen a player like Bryce Hopkins come who didn't play much at Kentucky and come in and, you know, play really well at Providence, but we've seen those lower major, I keep going back to RJ Cole, Tyrese Martin, those lower major players come in who did play well, and that trans, that success did translate over to the Big East. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I wanted to talk about the NBA Combine. The NBA Combine yeah. finished
2: um, Friday. It had been going on for a week, including the G League Combine. A lot of Big East representation was there. You had three guys from Creighton, three guys from UConn. Uh, you had Olivia Maxon's Prosper, Cam Whitmore. Um, and so Olivia Maxson's Prosper becomes one of the biggest winners of the entire NBA combine. He he went for 20-something points. His measurables were incredible. His his size, his jumping ability, all that stuff. He's now projected as a late first-round draft pick, and uh, he, it's pretty certain that he's not coming back to Marquette.
1: Yeah, I mean, this. Is, that's why you put your name into the, one of these things and see what you can do. Um, even if it doesn't work for 95% of players, if it works for that five percent, it's worth it. Um, me and you have had some interesting conversations about this, the process more, not just about Omax, but like what's what are NBA scouts doing? Oh, like yeah. like if you're interested in a player like Omax who's played high level basketball for the last two years, why are you just now moving them up on your big board after two days of really good play? And it's a scrimmage. It's not even
2: high-level basketball.
1: Listen, he looked good. I watched him.
2: I mean, but he didn't look any different to what we all knew he could do. So it, it does make you question what the scouts are doing, but we're very happy for him. And, and in terms of Marquette, it's probably the perfect position to lose because you have David Joplin slot right, slot
1: right into the fourth. Uh, yeah, Marquette. I mean, and it's good for Marquette in many ways. They're losing one player to the draft. Um Now people go to Marquette and they say, well, we can develop a Marquette and be a first round draft pick. Um, Let me, let's roll. I would like to, let's play a game. Um, I'm going to give you a player from the NBA combine. You give me the percent chance of coming back because this, at the end of the day, we are hoping for success for all of them, but this is a biggies podcast and we are going to have to focus on the biggies for next year. um, Even if we'll keep tabs on our alumni. So let's talk about players that are 0% chance of coming back. Jordan Hawkins, right? Yep. Cam Whitmore, right? Adama Sinogo, correct? One percent? Yeah, I'd say one percent, five percent. All right. Now I'm gonna give you some more. Kobe well, Jones. Kobe Jones. Zero mm-hmm. percent. Yes, probably less than Adama, right? I don't think he preserved eligibility. I think he, and he's a first round pick. Perfect. Let's go with some players that are not coming back but are in the portal or that are in the draft. Arthur Kaluma declared for the portal. We don't think there's an we th- we from everything we've heard from everybody zero percent chance of him coming back to Creighton
2: unless he gets no looks in the portal and no offers to draft him even in the second round. And even then, he might go try to be a two way player, but
1: he probably will get looks in the portal. So I would say five percent chance he's back. Five percent okay. Um, I'm gonna try to go from the people you think are what do you think the chances are Andre Jackson is back at UConn 15. Okay. I'd say I, I'd go 25, but I'm always optimistic about that kind of stuff. Um, Manny Bates has decided to stay in the draft. So we, we're going to say a 0% chance there too. Mm-hmm. Correct. Like he doesn't, even though he stays in the draft, he would have to pull out by May 31st, right? Correct. Yeah, We're here about 10 days. Um, Ryan Cockburner. Then he comes back. Yeah. I'm going to go 60,
2: 65.
1: What what makes him stay if he's a guaranteed second round pick? He had a nice uh oh, what did I have to offer him? He had a really nice
2: second day at the NBA combine scrimmages. He had like four blocks, his defense. I mean, we all know what he can do defensively. He's a back to back defensive player of the year in the Big East. Um yeah, if he's a second round pick, I don't know if he'll he'll do it if he's a two way player.
1: Tricky Trey, Trey Alexander. And he comes back. Yep. 40 45. I, you know what? Trey is the one where I don't think he hurt his stock, but I think looking at the opportunity he would have at Creighton next year to be the guy and be the scorer and everything. I, and from what I I don't want to sit here and say he didn't impress at the combine, but, you know, his he didn't have an Omax rise. Right. I would say that there's a 75 percent chance that he comes back. I think that he has the most to gain by coming back out of anyone I've mentioned so far. Um, you would say that there's like, what, a 10% chance Omax comes back at this point? Zero. Zero? Okay, two. If something crazy happens, but you don't pull out of
2: the scrimmages like that unless you're confident with where you are, right? Yeah. If he
1: thought he still needed to play his way into the draft, he would have kept playing, so. All right, and then the last one I that I can think of right now, and he did not go to the NBA combine. He went to the G League combine, Tristan Newton. Chances he comes back? 70 so you think Tristan Newton is the most likely to be back out of anyone there
2: yeah I think so he didn't get the but inv- uh the call up from the G League to the NBA combine which means he's probably not a two-way player immediately it means he has to play in the summer league just to get a two-way contract whereas if he comes back you know he's got eligibility so I don't know what's going on in his head I don't have any inside information I'm just speculating
1: and he has a lot to gain there too by coming back right like you come back and you're kind of the mentor to some of these kids. Um, you know, he can he wouldn't be overshadowed really by a whole lot of scoring. He might be the you know the highest scoring player on UConn next year. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone else? Did I forget anyone else? I know TJ Bamba had his name in. Sounds like he is all the way back though at Villanova. Hakeem Hart was at the G League Combine, but he's expected to come back. Um, I think that was it. All right, Ray. What do you think? That wraps up our fourth. Edition of the Big East Offseason. I think my school year is almost done, so I know you don't get time off. But I, I think we're about ready to go again, and on some of these player interviews, um, some of these things we have lined up for you guys. And stay tuned. We're just still trying to, you know, navigate the off season with you. Yeah, what a blast! What a blast to have Sule on. He's just the nicest guy in the world, so we owe him a lot. Um, and thank you for tuning in. And we know Sule is old enough to drink with us. That's it. He's <laughs> welcome in the barroom. Absolutely. All right. Thank
2: you, everyone, for pulling up a stool.